liftoff and the clock has started. Pixel Life. This is episode 219, recording November 27th, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we will be catching up off the Thanksgiving weekend. What we've been playing, what we've been purchasing, perhaps. Uh, we should have a really good spoiler zone, as we haven't had one in a, in a little while. Uh, we're going to do all that and more. So to do this, I have with me, as always, Shannon Stretchy Pants More. <laughs> yeah it was a it was a good weekend for eating it was a good weekend for uh eating all of the junk food mm-hmm. uh, so yeah stretchy pants are still in effect uh tomorrow i go back into belt belt mode because i'm going back to work so that should make for some interesting morning antics but uh yeah um i'm here and i'm happy right. to see you both yeah happy to see both of you and the other of that both is justin back in civilization carter welcome back sir I know it's me. Too. I I'll tell you what. Nothing has made me appreciate Phoenix, Arizona more than going to bumfuck like <laughs> Waxhaw, Missouri. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I just I envisioned you like walking around this like hilly, plainy woodlands, in, like not even enjoying the nature, just have, holding your phone up in the air, looking for signal. Dude, it was it was <laughs> rough, man. Like. Um, like where my my uncle Mike he has a it's called Grand Rapids Resort out in Missouri and it's like near a lake and stuff but it's like kind of like in the middle of nowhere and there's just like no signal out there like you know we'd go kind of more into town and stuff I'd be completely fine 4G whatever but dude like at his cabins and stuff I had like one to two bars the entire time I was there and specifically at his house was like a total dead zone. Anytime I went to his house, I had no signal. And then I'd be like walking back to my cabin and all of a sudden all my emails would start like pouring in and text messages and whatever start coming through. Like half the time when I was texting Megan, I didn't know if she was even getting my messages or they'd be all out of order. So she had no idea what the hell I was talking about. Well, you do have an Android phone. So, I mean, like a lot of your messages aren't going to go. <laughs> yeah, through here we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny because the word resort usually is save for a popular place where a lot of people go um something of a destination it does yeah, not sound that, like that that was the case here yeah no i connected to the internet at the cabin because i did have to work some of the time i was there so i was able to take off friday monday tuesday but i had to bo- work both the wednesday before and the friday after thanksgiving because i couldn't get those days off so mm. i had to bring my work laptop with me And connecting to the internet, I did a speed test, and it clocked in right under one megabyte. Wow. Like, I opened Outlook. It took 10 fucking minutes for Outlook to load my emails. Like, I logged in to work specifically, like, on, um, like, Monday or whatever just to load my emails so that it would be less labor intensive on Wednesday when I actually came back for it not loading, like, 100 emails. That probably would took half an hour. Did, did it do the like old AOL connecting noise? Like, 
Dude, I was genuinely surprised. I didn't think anything, like everything worked fine. Like once the emails loaded, like I could get into my systems, everything was okay. But yeah, dude, trying to like load, like Twitter was a nightmare. Like anything outside of my work computer just did not happen. So <laughs> that's also why if you're listening to this now, guys, I'm sure you're noticing that episode 218 and 219 were uploaded simultaneously. Was not able to bring my, I could not fit my big ass gaming laptop in my backpack to bring with me along with my work laptop. So I had to leave it behind. But even if I did bring it, there was no way in hell I could download, edit. And then if I uploaded it, I would have had to upload the podcast on Monday and it probably would have uploaded like Black Friday. <laughs> That's how long <laughs> yeah, it would have taken. Yeah, so For sure. Well, episode 218 was a fucking nightmare. So you probably give <laughs> people a, a, a solid on that one. But yeah, I me, and, me, and Shannon, me, me and Shannon wandered in here with like zero plan, no, nothing to really talk about. And we just talked for like an hour. Just Yeah, I did see it clocked in at about an hour, six minutes. It, it was just literally me and Sh- it was like someone threw a mic to a room that just had me and Shannon in it. <laughs> and it, we, we just like were bullshitting for for an hour. Essentially, it was a phone call. It was basically yeah, like just yeah. listening to our phone call for, for an episode. Yeah. That's pretty funny, but I did I did actually have fun in Missouri though. Um, oh, good. Played a lots of canasta. Um, mm. I did eat lots. There was a lot of kids. Like there was like sixteen. Like in total, eating Thanksgiving dinner, there was about forty of us. Wow, wow. it was insane. Across like the dining room and then in the living room, there was like a table set up. It was insane. So was there like the elder table? The now functioning adult table that's no longer the kids table and then the kids table it was kind of like a game of thrones wedding you know you had like house carter sitting at one table (laughs) and then you had like my uncle larry and like his daughters and all their kids like the the greff family at that table and then grandma was in the middle table with like my uncle rob and uncle mike and like them and then there was the kids table that had the other like nine kids at it I mean, at least it wasn't the red wedding, though. That's so. true. Yeah, I mean, were there any uh, antics? I mean, were were there uh, for both of you? Where's the what was the high point and low point of your uh, Thanksgiving? Um, you know, your Thanksgiving day. Uh, like high point for me. So at the resort, there was like a little mini golf course and oh, stuff that was like nine right. holes. So a all lot right. of mini golf got played while I was there, and a lot of trash talking ensued like my dad would come out with like a little bottle of fireball in his jacket and stuff Mm -hmm. and we'd sit out there it's like 40 degrees it was there so i have like two jackets on and we're over there (laughs) sipping fireball playing mini golf and shit he's like talking mad shit and stuff so that was a lot of fun that's awesome actually that's great like that's fantastic uh shannon what was the high point of your thanksgiving oh boy um, I would have to say it was when my cousin's husband got drunk and then started to do a strip tease for my 92 year old grandma. That oh, <laughs> wow, that was a proper we Irish out. Thanksgiving, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that, that was that was awesome, but other, yeah, that's that, that, that's my memory, it's my core memory that I formed that day. Fantastic, how Fant- about you, Zach? Uh, you know, mine was really low key. We uh went to my wife's father's house and just kind of had some amazing food and and hung out and watched some football. It was it was pretty low key. It was nice. There was only a, it it was one of those weird years where everyone like in in the families was going to the other families for Thanksgiving this year. So 
normally uh, a big holiday dinner would be like 30 people. And in this year it was like 12, you know? So, but I wasn't mad at it. Um, you know, like it's, it, I, I was down for just a, I, it was one of those weeks where, you know, I managed to pass 40 hours in three days of a work week. So I was, I was really fine with having a super low key show up at three and we eat at four Thanksgiving. You know, it was, it was really good. Um, but yeah, my wife's brother is the sous chef at Shafiko in San Francisco. And he took it upon himself to, uh, make a smoked turkey and then a smoked uh, veal rack. And, oh. and that, and then my, my wife's uh, father was a professional chef for like 30 years. And he made lasagna with his 97 year old mother's uh, recipe from Italy. And so homemade sauce, homemade noodles, all the stuff. And so we had lasagna and the veal and the turkey. It was, it was stupid. Like I ate so much. I was in literal pain. Like, and then the pumpkin pie and pumpkin cheesecake came out and it was just like, Oh my God. Dude, it, my uncle Mike also did smoked turkey and smoked ham. Yeah. And that was delicious. I had never had a smoked turkey before. Neither have I. It was yeah. so good. Like it's, it's the only way I want it now. It was just so good. Yeah, the next the next morning, I made uh, I took some of the turkey and some of the ham and like cut it up and like rolled it into burritos and stuff. It's uh, so good. There you go. That's the move right there. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, I I I've been slowly whittling away on a turkey thigh and leg that was left over that I took home. So it's become the like I'm gonna go to the fridge and grab a drink. And a couple chunks of turkey while I'm here. And okay, keep keep it moving. Nice. Now yeah. it's like nap time, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go sit on the couch, watch more football. I mean, today was uh, a good day uh, for football. Your Raiders won. Yeah. I, I have no idea how. Like, all of a sudden I look up and it's overtime and Josh Jacobs is running for 86 yards on a walk-off touchdown. I'm like, what the? Where the fuck was this all game? Like, okay, <laughs> sure, great. Um, And your Niners won... 13 to nothing, which mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. And now five years from now, when someone discovers this podcast for the first time, they can, <laughs> they can get the exact date. They're like, Oh, we know the two games they that were played and the scores. We can figure this out. Um, it's like, it's like people that figured out the exact day of ice cubes today was a good day. You know? <laughs> um, cool. I mean, I, I hope we're that famous later on in life. Hey, you know, gotta we gotta have goals, man. Gotta have goals. Squad goals. Yep. And hey, if it's uh twenty twenty eight and you're just listening to this for the first time, welcome. I don't know where the hell you've been, but <laughs> Well, you have to here. remember after Shannon was in the news for aggravated assault in the future <sighs> and went to jail, everyone yeah. looked him up and found the podcast. Yeah, Jesus. That's true. <laughs> I mean, could you have played that the other way, where he was the hero or something? I mean, yeah. yeah. Why did you? Why did you? Why did you go so dark, man? Like, not painting a pretty picture for me here. (laughs) Out of the three of us, I would figure you'd be the one that would snap. I mean, what the fuck's that supposed to (laughs) be? Well, I, 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 I appreciate Shannon for saying that because we (laughs) all know it's me. 
every single person <laughs> here knows it's me. Yeah, I, heard <laughs> so. the, I was told the purple horn story. I think we all know. Oh, that. yes, yes. Oh, man. Uh, <sighs> mental illness is fun. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, no, the uh, Black Friday, the day following Thanksgiving, did anyone imbibe on some purchases? Anyone? Anyone? So... I didn't go buy anything video game related just because mm-hmm. those Black Friday sales were disgusting and depressing. But I did actually go out because it was the only day that I had where um, we didn't have anything going on and mm-hmm. my fiance could watch my son um, so that I could go out and knock out pretty much. I knew what I wanted to get for everybody. There was no hemming and hawing. I was going out for a mission. Oh, that's the best. So I, yeah, so I did go to Best Buy um, because I had to get some things over there, and um, it was a disaster. Uh, oh, no. I've I've never seen uh, like those stores as popular as like you know in recent years as this weekend. Like it was it was like you know people forgot about COVID. Like I guess the sales were good enough to where people actually wanted to go out and get things. Um, the malls though were dead, bro. It was crazy. It was just like like you know. I remember when these places were packed to the gills, like you'd be running the air conditioner in the middle of winter just to keep people cool because it, like there were so many warm bodies slammed in here. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was a weird um, experience to go through, but yeah, no, no video game stuff. Uh, well, actually I take that back. I did buy, <laughs> don't laugh. Uh, I did buy cyberpunk for the PlayStation five. Uh, okay. Or like 24 99. Yeah. I mean that, there were deals on those type of games and like I'm guessing Justin jumped on the Sonic Frontiers for 25 bucks or whatever I saw it at uh, <laughs> or, or maybe some uh, Arkham Knights for 30. I saw that flying around. What um, indie game was on sale? <laughs> so I did I did grab um just now uh, because Jordan was talking about it in the discord. I did pick up Save Room the inventory oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. puzzle that game thing. That interesting. Yeah, it was like two bucks or whatever because Steam has their autumn sale, which I still need to... I want to click through and kind of see like what else they have going on, but that did sound good, and I was like, for like two bucks, like, hell yeah, I'll grab that. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I didn't buy anything video game related either. Sorry, I forgot my uh, mic was muted there. Um, I didn't buy anything video game related either. We just bought two cars. So, wait, wait, wait. And, and let me tell you, how did that come about? <laughs> how does right, one go just casually drop that? I'm, I, we bought two cars. Like, I mean, that's a baller move. Right okay. There. Like, nobody okay. buys two cars. Okay. So, this has been in the works for a while. The plan was uh, we had a Honda Pilot and we hated it. We didn't like it at all. And so, the plan was we were going to trade the Honda Pilot on a on an older used car to kind of get us by for a couple months, basically try to do it straight across the board. So we don't have a car payment or anything and we got a decent car. But then when the time sports come around, we were going to lease a new car and then have two cars essentially for what the old car was costing us a month. Right. And that was, that was the plan. So we find this Nissan rogue at a dealership and we're, we're all set to get it. And we're sitting there in the lobby with the kids and the kid. I have to say my kids were fucking champs, dude. Like they were, they, they hung out. Jonathan played uh, Pokemon. My daughter just like was watching YouTube. They were just 
chilling. They, the place had hot chocolate. They were happy as hell, you know, and we're sitting there, they're doing paperwork. And I look up and there's this brand new Mazda MX nine sitting there, or CX nine sitting there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the color's pretty and I'm poking around and I'm looking at it. And I, I noticed the price and the price is like 10,000 less than like the comparable car we were looking at down the road. And I was like, can I go drive this? And right and the sales guy's like, Oh sweet. They're not getting the used car anymore. They're going to get this car. All of a sudden he's seeing do- dollar signs, you know, and he's jumping at it. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get your keys. No problem. They, and it's on the showroom floor, right? So they pull it off the showroom floor and, and I go drive it and I got to tell you, I fucking loved it. It was, so, it, it drove nice. Like the features were great. I was like, damn, this, this car is amazing. And I get back and I look at my wife and I'm like, I hate to tell you this. This car is awesome. Like, it's great. And she's like, man, <laughs> really? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, no, but we really need the road. We need the, the older car. We need two cars. Like we can't do this one now. Cause then we lose our asset for getting the, the old car. And so we go back and forth and I'm like, well, what if we just do the plan now? Then we don't have to come back and get another car later. And we throw that around that all of a sudden we're talking to the people about buying two cars and now they're wheeling and dealing. And, and so, yeah, at the end of the day, we got two cars. And so, so what'd you, what'd you end up getting? So you got, you got the CX nine. Yes, and the and the Nissan Rogue, we got both. Um, wow! Yeah, yeah, and and we're ending up with a payment that's a little less than the Honda. So, like in the end, we we still enacted our plan. It just we did it all at once instead of spread out over a couple months. So, well, congratulations! That's nice. Yeah. Live live in the ballers ballers <laughs> life. Yeah. You're yeah. like driving home with your window out, like arm out the window. I like, wish I was a little bit taller. Wish I was a ball. <laughs> Slapping the door. I, I mean, I bought a Nissan and a Mazda, so it's not like I'm like, <laughs> rolling deep here. But uh, yeah, it was it was a hell of a weekend, you know. It was... I mean, Mazda CX nines, man. Uh, not to drop any knowledge on you, but they're JDM power. You know, like they're mm-hmm. they're top rated. I mean, like yeah. they're. People don't budge on prices on those things. And it's, and it's the one that, you know, they upgraded the engine. So it's got the turbo in it Mm -hmm. and, and all that, which, uh, that was the one thing doing research as I was sitting in the lobby going, am I really doing this? Am I that big of an idiot? Um, (laughs) uh, it was like, if you're going to buy one, get the engine that has the turbo because otherwise they are sluggish as hell. And when I drove it, I'm like, yeah, you can feel it. It, it, it gets on it when you when you go on the freeway and stuff. So pretty happy, pretty happy. I still can't believe we did it. I kind of, <laughs> I walked out my front door this morning and was like, well, they're still there. Yep. We bought two cars. <laughs> All right. Woo. Well, I want so you like, to know, Zach, as someone who's driven a 96 Dodge Intrepid for most of his life, I think it's impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, it, 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 the reality was hit us hard in the face this last soccer season for the kids where, okay, I've got to drop you off at this game and run to that game and pick you up and then take you back here to, you know, it was just such a pain in the ass with the two games and the two kids and, the, out, and they were always at the same time. And it's just like, okay, we need two cars. This is stupid. Um, and so we now have it. So that was my uh, Black Friday journey. Well, that's awesome. That's great. 
um, you know, uh, I was ready to um, get into the Christmas spirit um, the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's as long as I could keep the wolves at bay in this house. So mm-hmm. um, we um, had a couple friends that had talked about going to the Enchant experience out here in, uh, at the Avaya Stadium. Uh, which, oh, tell me uh, about that. I don't know anything about that. Okay, so it's put on by Hallmark. So, mm-hmm. you know, right there, you got that lovely tie in for all the Hallmark Christmas movies. Um, and uh, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, like there's a figure eight like skating ring that you can go um, and skate around in, which is fun. Um, the drinks for the adults. Once again, it's like one of those things we were talking about during Halloween. I don't know what it is about all these like Christmas experiences, but like mm-hmm. apparently adults want to be drunk with their kids while they're doing it. So there were these cool like um uh, light bulb like glasses that had like little flickering lights in the bottom so when the alcohol was actually in the container it looked like a flickering light bulb that you were drinking uh. of which you know added to the ambiance but at the same time you knew like everybody that was drinking those was, <laughs> had alcohol in there um food trucks were on the other side of the stadium which is cool um it's uh, a soccer stadium uh, out here in california so mm-hmm. it's a lot more open um than a lot of the other like stadiums that we have around here and it's it's more uh, it's more of like like the hockey arena, like where it's more intimate, like it's not as big of a stadium as like a football stadium. Um, So the whole center of the field where they would play, be playing soccer, they turned into the, this huge light maze and it's got like 4 million lights. Um, And you're basically going through there looking at the lights. It's a big picture touristy, like, you know, kind of holiday thing. Um, And then you're supposed to find all of the, uh, all of Santa's reindeer in there. Um, they're not that hard to find. Uh, they're these giant like structures. So you basically just go around and like, you know, have the kids find them and stamp their cards. Then in the middle, this is where it gets fun for everybody involved. Um, you, there is a dance floor that similar to dance, dance revolution. Like when you step on it changes colors and like, Mm. you know, like the kids love it. So like, it's just like a baby rave out there in the middle of it with like a a bunch of like every once in a while, like a random, like adult will get out there and just like walk around on it to see what it's about, you know, test the waters. Um, But the poor DJ, man, he had like four songs he could play. He had like last Christmas, the techno remix, um, Mm -hmm. like a techno remix of like Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer. And then like one that was just like a beat that like would just play on loop. And then he would sit there and like ring these bells, like jingle bells, like the whole time into the microphone, which I thought was, crazy and there's like one other thing i was like this poor dj man but um it was a good experience it was fun we walked around a lot we got some you know donuts and i've actually found a booth that had some amazing um anime and uh video game artwork so oh, um, cool. you guys' christmas presents are basically taken care of at this point um <laughs> so so yeah it was a it was a good experience it was good fun uh, if you'll s- take a look at the chat, I put a link in that I think you need to pick up for your uh, very debonair child. Um, <laughs> yes. Very dapper child Christmas yeah. suit. Yeah. Dude, like you, you must have been like, <laughs> this is awesome. Hold on. I, I saw I that. The, the face he's making. Yeah. I, I saw, yeah. That car, that kid is hardcore in that Christmas suit. Um, he is. He's not messing around. But I saw that the other day when I was poking around some Black Friday <laughs> sale stuff for my own shopping. And I was like, oh, Shannon's boy needs this. Like, uh, hardcore. You, the question is, is do I get the, 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 do I get the red one or do I get the green one? Well, I'll leave that up to you. You know, you, you know your child's <laughs> favorite colors. So, uh, 
oh, bro, dude, like, I don't know if I could, <laughs> I don't know if I could do this. Uh, uh, well, do you not know? Because he'll never take it off. Is that the yes, problem? Yes, because he'll live in it for like from now until New Year's Day. Uh, again, I'm not seeing a problem, but, oh, you know, I'll leave that up to you. <sighs> you know what? It's in my cart. It's okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that one and I was like, oh, we're doing that. Yeah, that's that's got to happen. Uh, um, damn it. All right. Well, so uh, video games. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, video do, games. Do we, <laughs> let's get back to that other than our the stuff that I've been doing. Um, so uh, I'm going to talk about it right now because uh, I'm sure everyone's sick of me talking about it. But so Marvel Snap, I've, I've moved into the uh, tier three or pool three cards. Mm-hmm. And dog, let me tell you. this shit's getting real like when you get to that level of cards like i went from level 48 to level 39 because i was just getting my clock cleaned by these decks Mm -hmm. and it was just like holy shit like you all of a sudden you gotta you have to get good it becomes the dark souls of card games (laughs) real fast we're like oh i need to figure figure out how to plug my plug my holes in these decks and uh and you know, figure out how to use these new cards I'm getting, but it. So now I'm I'm starting to climb back up, but uh, yeah, man, uh, they ramp it up real quick on you. Okay, so like that's my question is because like I'm trying my damnedest to get through this current season, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I'm I've grown leaps and bounds. Like um, I don't I I can't tell you right now where I'm at, but I'm probably in like the. 220 range for okay. collector level and i think i'm like a bronze like 25 or 26 okay um so you know right now i'm starting to get some you know cards that are you know different i'm trying to explore like a push deck or whatever but like it's not like you can go on like where do you go to find out like what decks people are using that are hot or are you just trial and erroring things yourself? Um well you'll see a lot like the the push and move decks like I after losing to those so many times it was one of those like okay let's go through with the cards I have and see what has move on it you know and and try to figure out the best way of those. And you see people do combos a lot and you're like okay I've got those two cards so let me figure out how that works. And then, yeah, it's just a lot of trial and error. Like I have the move deck right now. That's pretty good. Um, I got the human torch card from pool three and that doubles in power every time it moves and it's a one cost. So it starts as a one, two and you can make that bitch a one, six real quick. If you got the right cards, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like a move deck you need, it's like one of those, if you don't even have vulture or multiple man, like don't even try because you need both of those and like Iron Fist and all that stuff. But then once you get like Craven the Hunter and Doctor Strange and, you know, Hulkbuster works really well for those and, and stuff like that. And it's, you know, you can start to see the combos like throwing Hulkbuster on multiple man. So now he's a seven power. And every time he moves, the seven power stays like that's that that breaks a game real quick, you know, type <laughs> of thing. Um but yeah, so it, it's a lot of trial and error. Like I tried to do a collector deck where you draw a bunch of cards and like sent, sentinels and all that stuff. But honestly, like half those just aren't fun. Like mm-hmm. you'll, you'll poke around with it. It's like, yeah, you might win, but it's like, that's not a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a dude the, yesterday I was playing 
and they had that one land that drops like five random rocks in your deck. Oh, I hate that shit. Yeah. And the dude had, uh, so he was just piling up rocks and I was like, what is this guy doing? And then all of a sudden he dropped the carnage and like just cleared out all the rocks in that one area. And he had like a carnage that was like, I don't know, like an eight or a 10 power. And I was like, well, I'm I'm screwed in that area right now. So, you know, that was a pretty clever way to, to get around that. And I think that's one of the biggest things to learn is when to just give up on a lane. You're like, Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. That one's just gone. Like, I'm just going to focus on these two and we're going to do it. You know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll tell you what's really fun though, is when you get Wilson Fisk, he's his uh, ongoing ability is anything that moves to that location gets killed instantly. Mm -hmm. And it's a great card to throw against the, uh, the move decks. You just drop that bitch in the right or in the leftmost lane, and you're like, "Yeah, play Heimdall. Go ahead. Oh, look, you move four cards there. Boom, they're all dead. Uh, it's a it's a great counter to that. So, yeah, it's a good time. I mean, I I'm, I am glad that they kind of slowed down on the uh, Death's Domain and um, mm-hmm. and like some of the other Black Panther grounds. Yeah. Um, so it makes things a lot more it's calming them things down and people's strategies are changing. So it's fun. It's just, it's so hard to like play more than like one or two matches, you know, which is the uh, bummer. No, no, I don't know. Yeah. Zach's um, like, can't relate. Yeah, totally. Can't relate. Uh, but the, I guess the next season is going to be all silver surfer based. And, uh, so, so I'm interested to see what that is. I'm guessing a lot of cosmic type shit is going to start popping off, but, yeah, I'm hoping that they change like a lot of the characters that they're going to be coming out with have different abilities than what we're seeing because you know mm-hmm. it's kind of it keeps things fresh and a lot of the characters have like the same abilities. They're just they just fudge the power and the cost rating a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know some variation there, but I think we keep things fresh. So uh, there's a lot of cards that will give you random cards that you don't have yet, like Agent Thirteen or the one card that's like here's a six cost thing if you fill the land up first you know or whatever mm-hmm. um one of them i got was galactus and its power was if it's the only card in this zone destroy the other zones and i was like oh does that mean it just clears out all the monsters and all the other zones no it wipes them off the fucking map like you literally <laughs> have one zone left like i dropped it i think it's like three cost or something so i dropped it and i'm like oh i want to see what this does and all of a sudden, it's the only thing there. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's not what I wanted to do at all. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so that was fun. It immediately becomes like just throwing like the largest number of like the largest power cards you have down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those like, gotcha. oof. Okay. That that changes things. Um, shit. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was fun. That was good. Hey. Times. You know what's good about this conversation mm-hmm. is like you and I are carrying on like Justin usually does with his magic talk, and yeah. he's just got that like glazed over look, and we're just mm-hmm. actually going. <laughs> it's it's a role reversal. It's weird. I Justin, know. are you okay? I've been, waiting, I've been mean, waiting for Justin to jump in, and he's just not. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's because well, I haven't really, I didn't really get to play it at all. You know, this past week because I didn't have signal. I wasn't even going to attempt to try and like play it while right. I was in Missouri and stuff. But yeah, I haven't Dude, really. You were played in a car it. for two, three days. Like, come on, man. Yeah, but I also had, like, through the hills and stuff, driving them, I had next to no signal. I had to listen to the one song that was, like, preloaded on Spotify over and over again because, 
like I could not listen to anything. I couldn't watch anything. I'm behind on all my magic videos. I'm like two weeks behind now on anime because while I was there, it's like I didn't have any signal. Like in the car ride, the four days driving there, like the signal was sometimes I would have internet. Sometimes I wouldn't. So in that hotel, the first night I would have paid for the Wi-Fi and downloaded (laughs) everything off Netflix. I could have gotten my hands on I'll tell you right now, Justin, it's a spoiler alert. Chainsaw Man, like somebody promises Chainsaw Man that he can touch their boobs if he kills something, and he goes and kills it twice. So, like, you're good. I mean, I'm like... I mean, I've been watching Chainsaw Man's, but he got... My man, Dingy, got to touch some boobs. <laughs> he was balling out that episode. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. I mean, it was a joke that paid paid for itself in dividends, massive dividends. <laughs> it was it was the anime version of buying two cars. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a t shirt. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, um, well, I'm sad that you couldn't join in the fun, Justin. But yeah, I haven't played any of the since it switched to Wakanda. I haven't mm-hmm. really opened Marvel Snap. Oof. Okay. Oh. Uh, where were you January 6th? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just curious. Uh, didn't like Wakanda forever. It's not touching. Damn. Not all right. uh, we're we're just... going to talk about Wakanda forever. Because <laughs> I know you saw it. I did. I did. Um, but yes, I, I almost want to start Spoiler Zone early so, so we can talk about it. Because I have a feeling that's going to be a conversation. But Let's go for it. No, no, no. We can talk a little more about uh, broken ass Pokemon games we've been playing. Um, <laughs> are we all still playing the new Pokemons? Yes, uh, yeah. I am having a, a pretty decent time with it. I've, uh, I'm, you know, the open worldness of the games, like I like. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is buggy as all hell. Uh, I haven't fallen through anything yet. Um, but you know, the frame rate. Um, that we talked about in episode the the last episode of two eighteen, mm-hmm. um, you know the the that whole like you know two frame a second like kind of action yeah. in the background like people popping in and out like disappearing and reappearing the gym I've only done one gym uh, battle the uh, grass one uh, the or... bu- uh, yeah bug the bug one oh I did the grass one first okay yeah um, so I did that one uh, that was weird. Uh, it was, I don't know. Maybe it was the grass one. It was the lady that made cupcakes. No, I didn't do that. Yeah, mine. The last one was a terastasize, or however you pronounce that, pseudowoodoo that was mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. And that thing was a pain in the goddamn ass because it's a rock Pokemon, but they make it a grass Pokemon. Uh-huh. So not all of your normal counters to it just don't do a damn thing. And it <laughs> proceeds to beat the piss out of everything you put in front of it. So, yeah. Yeah, I find myself walking around doing the exploring thing, and I just feel like all my Pokemon are under leveled for where I'm going, which is mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not supposed to go here just yet. But at the same time, there's like a stubborn part of me that's like, I got six Pokemon, and you yeah. can knock out five of them as long as that last one gets you. I don't care. It's it's, <laughs> it's the Elden Ring attitude towards Pokemon. Like, I the game's telling me I shouldn't be here, but you know what? Fuck you, game. I'm going. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's this. a Pokemart down the street, and I will buy a whole slew of balls and potions yeah. and whatever I need that I'm going to use on you guys. So here we go. We're making this happen. God damn it. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the only like c- real complaints I have. I'm enjoying it. I like the fact that there's a whole bunch of new Pokemon and I don't mm-hmm. know 
what their evolutions are, what they're going to look like. Dude, uh, Fuecoco, like his second evolution is garbage. Like, I do not like the way he looks at all. Like, it, from a pure looks perspective, does not look cool. Like, you don't I'm like his impressed. little sombrero? No, bro. Like, I want him to be a little bit more aggro. But, um, you know, he's he's still Rex face. Like, he's still he's still my anchor on my group. So, you know. I don't know if, like, in this one, if there's... If it's just two evolutions or is it three? And they, they just don't let you know that there's a third. There's, oh, there's three. three. There's three. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that, that's that's my fun. That's my time with it. How about you guys? I've Go been ahead, having, Yeah. I mean, I've been having a lot. So I chose the fire apple dragon mm-hmm. as my starter. Um, I named him Applesauce. Nice. He is, he's been a good boy. I've literally pretty much just been mainlining the game with him. Uh, there's been a couple times I've switched to like Luxio or whatever for something, but for the most part, it's pretty much just him and everyone's just been leveling up through the experience share. Mm-hmm. Um, my party is I got Apple Dragon. I have the new Poison Whooper. Yeah, um, dude, that thing is crazy strong. Dude, he's good. I have him the evolved one, his new little evolution where it's like the little whale looking thing. He's yeah. so adorable. I love him so much <laughs> and he's good. Like the little throwing out the little poison things to like immediately poison yeah. stuff is so good. And then like eventually he learns Venoshock and then that does like double damage or whatever if the target's poison. So doing that combo on things is so good. Um Yeah, my, so my I, son that's one of my son's favorites, and he named his Whoops, and I think it's the <laughs> best name. I was like, damn it, it's even almost as good as LeChunk. If it would have just been Whoops right from the start. <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember what I named mine because I have him. I have um, Luxio. Mm-hmm. I have, um, dude. So I really, I really wanted the treasure chest one. I was yeah. like, he looks so cool, and I caught him. Motherfucker only knows astonish and one other move, and learns <laughs> nothing until you evolve him. And the thing he evolves into. Is that stupid ass like Applejack's gold looking thing? It was so <laughs> disappointing, man. Like when I saw that that was his evolution, I immediately chucked him in the box. I was like, no, we're just, not doing this. You nicknamed him Trash and threw him away. Yeah. I was um, so then now every time I go to a tower and have to see one, I just murder them. I'm like, no. Yeah, the uh, let's see. I went. I I did the duck um actually yeah yeah because he has the same hair as my son and <laughs> so I, I named him jv quacks so it's been <laughs> me and jv quacks running through the land um but the uh the other super strong one i found was the like minecraft rock looking thing it like seriously looks like a rock straight out of minecraft with an eye on it it's hilarious it's like totally box looking and stuff mm-hmm. but like it's an, it's super strong as a as a rock type, so that's been kind of my go to anchor there. And then, uh, by the way, if you played Sword and Shield, it still holds true. The uh, Corvus Squire Corviknight thing; those guys wreck fucking shop, dude. Get you a Corvus Squire. I think it's what's a Rookling or something. Is the it's the little blue and yellow one that you catch? Oh, okay. And as soon as you level him up enough to evolve into a Corvus Squire, those things beat ass. So yeah, like <laughs> the, the, that that guy's been like that, and the little goat grass goat guy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, those two have been like my heavies 
for sure. Like those guys come in and, and lay waste. But uh, it's funny because for me, I did one gym. I did one of the Team Star bases. I did uh, one of the Titans. I got the big crab uh, guy. And then I was like, you know, I'm having more fun just running around and catching stuff. So I've just really been been working on the Pokedex, just running around to areas, catching everything I can, anything I haven't done already. So that's where I'm having a lot of fun. And I figure eventually I'll, I'll do all the other stuff, but it's funny cause I'm like almost level 30 across the board and I've done one gym. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm like, sure. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm su- oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I'm surprised at how many poke, like, yeah, like you're saying. So I've done three gyms. I've done three gyms. I did the bug water, water or no, Bug, grass, and mm-hmm. the electric gym. Okay. Which the electric gym was funny because the chick is like an e-girl like streamer person or whatever. Oh, and so she's funny. like live streaming it like while you're doing the gym fight. Um, But no, yeah, my party's like in the 30s, I think. They're like 35 or something like that. And I've caught like 90 Pokemon yeah. or something like that. Like it's insane. Like how many Pokemon are in each area? I like think that I've caught them all. And then I like run in the one that I haven't like caught yet. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, dude, I've already caught like 15 different Pokemon in this area. And there's like still more. Oh, that was, that was me outside of the electric gym. And by the way, I need to go do another gym real quick because <laughs> I'm getting to the point where nothing listens to me anymore. They've all leveled <laughs> up. But like, and I'm like, Oh yeah, I need to, that's right. I need to go to the gyms to figure out that. <laughs> so that happened to me too, because I was, I went into an area that I shouldn't have been to yet. And everything my stuff at the time was like level like 15 or something. And uh, the Pokemon in that area were like level like 22. And I was like, <laughs> uh Oh, yeah. I'm in danger. And I ran into, there's the, the honeycomb one, but then there's the mm-hmm. evolution of it. The queen bee one. Yeah, Vespa and, queen. Yeah. yeah. Vespa queen. So I ran into her and by some like, miracle i caught one so mm-hmm. the rest of my party was like level like 17 and she was level 25 which was like <laughs> the cap for listening yeah. to me so i was like hosing everything in the area i was supposed to be now because everything's like level like 13 or something i'm like oh yeah. yeah level 25 whatever but she was getting close to leveling up and i'm like oh god i need to run and go do this gym really quick yeah, before yeah. it stops <laughs> listening to me <laughs> uh but yeah like i was gonna say that where the electric gym is i i probably caught like you know, 15 things, uh, in the grassland around there. And I'm like, Oh sweet. I I bet I've kind of maxed this area out. And then there was this little beach right beside the entrance to that city. And, and I'm like, Oh, it's a Sandy guest and a wiglet and a this and a that. And it's like, I, there was like literally eight more things that I hadn't even seen before on that beach. And I'm like, and it's not a big thing. It's like a little stretch of sand. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, great. Dude, the beach scared the shit out of me because I'm like sitting there because especially when you're riding on the Pokemon like a bike yeah. the and going like faster is like when the frame rate also takes like oh, yeah. a huge shit. And I'm like <laughs> sitting there riding on the beach going do do do. And then all of a sudden like a fucking Gyarados just pops in out of nowhere and it's like huge it's like not even in the water it's just like floating there and i was like ah and i like rode like right into it (laughs) well that's that's the thing we we talked about last week that i do like that and shannon brought it up the scope of size of pokemon is way more realistic now 
You know, like the little tiny things are actually tiny. Half the time I don't even see them. I just step on one and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm in a battle. You know, it, it's that sort of thing. And I yeah. like that. Like the big things are big. The little things are little. It, it's cool. I, I do love that. Except when I'm trying to get from A to B in the grass area, <laughs> I keep running over like small shit. And I'm like, God yeah. damn, I don't want to fight you. And I go to try and run away. And then something else has now inched closer to me while I was in that fight. So I go to like turn right and it's like right there. And I get, there was one time where there was like three Pokemon around me yeah. and I was trying to just run away, but they were surrounding me. So it's like, no matter which way I tried to run, I ended up starting a battle with the other one. So I'm um, like, okay, I finally have to just kill something so I can just go through and keep finding no, away. You just gotta throw out, you just gotta throw out your Pokemon. So he fights everything around you while you're like walking through the area. I, I also really enjoy getting out of those battles. It's become just, reflex now where the first thing i do is because i'm always writing the the was it karaidon or whatever uh by the way i think they're hilarious that their names are karaidon and me on it's like (laughs) come on you're not subtle you're not subtle game freak um but the first thing i do when i get out of battles is jump because things always creep up on you like the fucking tourist the goddamn Taurus will just like, <laughs> if there are Taurus in your area, it is stepping on you when you're out of the battle. And it's like, God damn it. Like, dude, I had one charge me from like 30 yards away. It was nowhere <laughs> near me. And I turned the camera around and it was like right behind me. And I was like, where did this come from? But I mean, all in all, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I wish it ran better. Of course I do. I wish it just ran better, but it's a really fun Pokemon game. Like it really is. Yeah, I uh, I'll only play it in handheld mode. I played it on the big TV this True. weekend, and it just it looked like garbage. So like, it, it's definitely the smaller screen is is the way to go, and that's fine. I can play it before I go to bed. Yeah. Um, also, my my son would agree with you. Uh, my son is nine. He has tried multiple ways. He literally only plays it handheld now. It just and he it's funny because he doesn't have the vocabulary necessarily to know why he's doing that. Other than like, it just looks better is his, mm-hmm. is his response. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It does. Um, but yeah, like he's not sitting there talking about frame rates dropping and, you know, choppy as hell. Like he doesn't know any of that stuff. He's just like, no, it looks better this way. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I, uh, <clears throat> to pivot off of that to something that looks gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. I've been playing some more God of War. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Like, I'm in the Dwarven City right now. That's pretty much as much as I've had time to get to. So I'm kind of doing... I hate as much as I love open world games because, like, I never want to do the main story. I just want to go around and explore I and know. do everything. And uh, I stumbled upon a hidden area where there was the, um, like, the fire guys that come out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, man, they kicked my teeth in, like, the first time I, I did that. It probably took me... I don't know if I'm underleveled, probably the case because it's like you know i'm still early on in the game um but it took me about like four attempts before i actually understood enough about like their attacks and what they were doing um and felt comfortable enough with my attacks to actually you know vanquish them um but it's yeah it's it's a gorgeous game it's beautiful um i just wish i was better with the controls but i, I think that just comes with time i agree with you it took me way longer than I expected it to, to get my sea legs back under me for that game. Like I realistically was probably five or six hours in before I felt just like, Oh, okay. I know what I'm doing. Like I can, 
do this combo, switch to this weapon, figure out how to block, like do this parry. Like it was because, yeah, I, for a long time, I was just mashing my way through it and mm-hmm. and not really and being frustrated by the fact that I couldn't remember what to, like I was like mm-hmm. in t- the 2018 God of War. I had this shit down like by the end mm-hmm. of that game, like I, w- I could do insane stuff. And why can't I do that anymore? <laughs> um, but it. It did come back. I will tell you that it did come back. It just took me way longer than I expected. And I think maybe they've changed up the combat a little bit and they've, they've tweaked some things here and there. Cause having, you know, the, the ax and the blades right from the start and being able to switch on the fly and stuff like that added another wrinkle to me that I had forgotten completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause by the time you get the blades in the first game, I kind of just stuck with them. It's like, okay, I'm going to use the ax when I have to. But other than that, like, give me the blades where I find I'm finding in, at least in the beginning stages of the game, the ax is just a way better weapon across the mm-hmm. board. Um, so yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It, it took me a little while, but it was, it was fun to kind of get that skill set back. Yeah, once the axe got the the power up to actually like hover and just like slap the same target like multiple yeah. times or group of targets, uh, like it became a lot more of a viable solution for me than than the blades. Like the blades are cool, but and they do a lot of like crowd damage, but they're pretty. It's it's a pretty insignificant amount of damage where I feel mm-hmm. the axe does a more concentrated amount of damage. So you're not wrong though. The blades will clear a room. Mm-hmm. Like when all of a sudden you find yourself with six guys standing around you, it's like, okay, we're switching to the blades. I'm getting out of this situation. <laughs> like we, are, we are laying some waste and I'm carving a path out of here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Atreus, you're not, you're, Atreus isn't doing anything with his bow and arrow right now. Mm-hmm. So it's basically yeah. all on me to do it. So I think like the hardest part um, is usually cause like I'll get into a room. If it's one-on-one, I just lock onto the target and it's fine. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I usually don't have a lot of, problems like parrying or blocking or dodging but like when you get like three guys in there and like you're doing your attacks on one and you see that red arrow behind you and you're just like yeah. god dang it and like you know you try to peel off but then you're like you got to turn around but it, i'm trying to figure out if, is there a button or a combination of buttons to do a quick turnaround like to flip your screen like one you know i haven't found that if there is uh okay. i usually because i usually just default to rolling mm-hmm. and and then press attack and it points you in the right direction usually mm-hmm. um but yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I have to play around with that or do a little googling and see mm. if I can find it. Yeah, mm. I just frantically dash around everywhere. <laughs> yeah, pretty much just like roll everywhere, like the whole like a uh, Elden Ring thing. Just roll, yeah, roll, just roll. Like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so, so Justin, did you figure out how to start your own game, or are you still just running multiple saves off the the same? Um, because what, what 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 was it on Discord? Like, was it uh, Jordan that was saying? Like if you do it under your account on the PS5, it'll that work. There's, you said that there should be a way, like under Megan's account or something, that I could do like a uh, to sh- be able to share mm-hmm. like the account or whatever. So then I can like play games that have been purchased with her account under yeah. my account. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't messed with that yet or okay. anything. So, but I have my own manual save or whatever under her account. Sure. I just haven't. I'm still in chapter two. I just haven't got to play it anymore. Yeah, you were you were removed from the system for a while. So sadly, I was. Yeah, but when uh, Callisto Protocol comes out, oh. that's uh, things are going to change. And that is Thursday. Is that? I, I is think that so. When it comes the, out? 
third, I think, something like that. Or maybe that's maybe uh, that's pulling, over the pulling weekend. Up the old calendar, the yeah, the third Saturday. So maybe it is the second. Yeah, all I know is uh, I'm excited for Callisto Protocol. Everything I've seen about Callisto Protocol is like, yep, that's my shit, a hundred percent. Like, give me that game. I, I'm. It's kind of like how I felt watching the God of War trailers, where I'm like, oh, you made a game for me. Oh, great. Thank you. I, I will take that game. You know, give me that, please. Um, but yeah, it's <sighs> man. I don't, how am I going to finish all this shit before the end of the year? Like, seriously, dude, I know. And I think and that's the thing is, I mean, I know you're not interested in it, Zach, but I know that Final Fantasy game comes out uh, on Friday as well. Yeah, the Crisis Core remake. Yeah, I know. I'm like, dude. And the more I see about it, dude, it still looks so good. I totally thought you were talking about the random ass Harvest Harvestella or whatever the the farming game. And I'm like, really? You're gonna buy that farming game? But no. Okay, I forgot about the Crisis Core remake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's this is a. It's either a good time to be a gamer, or or like if if you're old like us, it's a bad time to be a gamer because there's so many games. Like, and I Mm want to play them all, and I got to get through all of the ones that are. (laughs) I still have to get through Rabbids. I still have to get through Pokemon. I still have to get through God of War. Ugh, so hard. Yeah, I I will say I'm bummed that Rabbids has totally taken a backseat to Pokemon. Uh, even though I'm the one that's doing it, like I feel bummed because it's like I I enjoyed Rabbids so much, but I don't know. There's something about just the like, oh, what's that over one more hill thing of Pokemon that is, you know, pulling me back in. Well, well see, it, also, I, it also helps that your kids like watching the Pokemon game. Totally, totally, yeah. You're right. Yeah. And I actually did, after beating the third gym, I did jump off Pokemon and went back to Rabbids. And it was kind of weird at first. I had to, like, refigure out the controls. And then, like, once I got all figured out, I'm like, okay. I was like, I remember where I'm at. Because I'm, I'm on the second to last world. Like, I am, like, 70-something percent of the way done with the game. So I'm like, dude, I really just want to, like, bang out these, like, last two worlds and just finish it. So then, because uh, otherwise, if I continue playing Pokemon and then Callisto Protocol comes out and like whatever, it's like, dude, I'm never going back to it. Right. <laughs> so I, sure. if I'm finishing it this year, I need to just get through it. I do want to see if you guys on uh, maybe like Friday want to jump on and do some of those uh, dungeons in the um, in the Pokemon game. Oh, the, yeah, uh, the for sure. Dungeons Absolutely. or whatever they are. I'm down. I mean, It'd be fun, especially since we're all kind of within the same level and stuff. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the dungeon thing, the thing I figured out that was like, I felt like, oh, dude, this is like such an awesome hack or whatever, was so, like you said, Shane, you can throw your Pokemon out and have it auto fight stuff. And then once it's like down to one HP or whatever, it just like comes back to you. I was doing that and I was like, man, but the area I was in, I was like, dude, I really don't want to have to like fly all the way back to like a Pokemon Center right, right. now when I'm out in this area, whatever. But there was a dungeon right there. So I went to the dungeon. And when you do that, it always uses your first Pokemon and always gives it full health. So even oh. though my Fire Apple was at 1 HP, it gave it full health. I just like cremated the Pokemon that was in the dungeon. And then after <laughs> I came out, my like I had full health again. I was like, dope, I can go back to doing what I was doing in this area. I didn't have to leave the area or do anything. So that was like a fun little hack of. Oh, that's super interesting. I hadn't realized that. Yeah, they just popped it because I was scared at first when I went in. I forgot that my thing only had one HP and I was like, oh, dude, am I about to get bodied right now? (laughs) And then he had like full health and I was like, huh, 
I'm like, dude, that's a quick hack since I mainly just use my first like starter Pokemon mm-hmm. most of the time. I'm like, I don't need to go to the Pokemon, just find the nearest dungeon or whatever if I don't have a Pokemon Center nearby and just refill up right there. Cool. Very nice. cool. But yeah, uh, I'm down to to do some uh, online dungeon raids. That would be fun. Yeah, it'd uh, be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. See how, how user-friendly that might actually be. I mean, it <laughs> seems... There's there's an option for friends that are playing right now to to pull them in or to send an invite to. So hopefully hopefully that actually works. But with Nintendo and online, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> exactly. um, what else have we been playing? Anything? Anything? No. Besides Pokemon and Rabbids, that's been it for me. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, should we get into some spoiler zone? Because I have watched some stuff. Me too. All I right. Sirens. Yeah. Oh, air raid happening. Okay. So we are in spoiler zone. Uh, I'm about to talk about Wakanda forever. If you have not seen it, uh, maybe fast forward past this because I'm not going to censor myself. Um, sorry, Shannon, but you've already said it's okay. So, <laughs> all right. Wakanda forever. That opening. Holy shit, dude. Like, so it opens with um, Shuri frantically trying to find a cure for T'Challa's illness. T'Challa's not on screen. Um, And only to run out of time. T'Challa dies, right? And then they they cut to the normal Marvel opening, right? Where it's, it's the logo and the things playing in the logo. And then it goes Marvel Studios. Except this time it's dead silent. And it's all Chadwick Boseman. And it was incredibly powerful. Like, it was one of those things where, like, you could have heard a fucking pin drop in that theater. I 100% agree. In my theater, it was the same thing. During that part, it was dead silent, except you could hear the lady behind me going like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And and she's not wrong. Like, that was, that shit was a moment. It It was pretty crazy. And then we go from there to, you know, the nation of Wakanda celebrating the life of their king. And uh, and from there on, it is the Queen's show. And, and, you know, okay, here's the thing. Here's what I'll say about Wakanda Forever. They did, I think, the impossible. They made a really good movie that's mostly about grief and mourning and uh, and losing a patriarch and things of that nature and made it a fun Marvel movie at the same time. The, the thing that I have with what that stops it from being easily the best movie they've made in this. And that's not fair. It probably is the best movie they've made in this phase, but it's not the most fun if that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's a very serious movie that handles some very serious issues. And the same problem still ha- is happening here where the villains are just so much more intriguing on screen than the heroes. And and it's a it's a problem now with Marvel. And I think part of the issue is you're coming up with these replacements for the heroes, right? 
there's in this movie, there's a new Black Panther. There's a new Iron Man. And not to say that these actors are bad because they're not. They're great actors. The, not to say the script is bad because it isn't. But it's not Robert Downey Jr., right? It's not Chadwick Boseman. Like these were beloved actors playing these roles that they made their own and built a huge, you know, movie genre changing empire around. And it's hard for me to accept these new people being a fan of the old ones as these new characters when they're, I don't know. There's just so much baggage attached to the mantles, I guess. And Shiri is black Panther. I mean, it, it makes sense. Sure. Like, you know, she figured out how to replace the heart shape herb. She took it. She's the black Panther. Now the defender and, and the movie does a good job of kind of making you understand why Wakanda needs its defender. Like why simple diplomacy and being the most powerful nation in the world isn't enough necessarily. Um, but it's not Chadwick Boseman. It, you know, it's, it's, it, and so it's hard to kind of accept that. And Namor is just so good. Namor's so good. Like it's, it, it's so care. Every time that man is on screen, you are pulled in like every single time. It's like, he's terrifying. He's charming. He's vengeful. He's, you know, like he's pulling people in, he's ripping people apart. Like, dude, they give Wakanda the fucking business. Like <laughs> Wakanda, the most powerful nation in the world. And you know what? Namor and the non Atlanteans, because DC owns the term Atlantis, um, do they roll up in there and kick their fucking teeth in. Like there's nothing left. He walks up and kills the queen with ease. Like it is one of those like, holy shit type things. Um, and, and he's just, they made him so powerful. Like dude, he snatches fucking helicopters out of the air and like <laughs> multiple times and just throws them. And you're like, Holy shit, dude. No, like, dude okay. When he rocketed out of the water and was like air dashing, like in the yeah. air and just like grabs it and just throws like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that? Like, how do you stop that? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer is you don't. Um, I have, I have issues with the final fight between him and Shuri because, you know, they go out of their way to tell you like, Namor's been around since the what 14, 1500s, and he's been leading his people pretty much that entire time. And uh, Sherry was on the first day of the job as Black Panther and like hung with him and like half and like got the upper hand and won. Like, nah, I, I don't care about how, how weak they made Namor with her, you know, figuring out tricks and evaporating water and whatnot. No. No, like they were kicking the shit out of her, and and to be fair, does at at first, but uh, dude, I don't know. Uh, dude, my mouth also like flew open when uh, the first time when Mbaku or whatever came up to him, he just yeah. launched him like into the stratosphere. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. <laughs> well, and the best part about that was when Mbaku. They're they're first talking about the Namor problem, and he's just like, "No, we're just gonna find him and kill him." Like this yeah. is stupid. Like, he's like Little like, Mermaid Boy, please. Yeah. <laughs> like let's get. And then he takes a fucking you know 
super saiyan punch to the fucking <laughs> chest that sends him three city blocks and he's like you know maybe we don't kill him uh maybe we try talking to him a little bit <laughs> like, <laughs> but i do have to say uh the character of mbaku was probably my favorite character out of the whole thing like he you know he went from the first movie being like you know the the upstart yeah i'm challenging for the throne guy to you, kind of like the wise uncle mm-hmm. for for Shiri. like like hey maybe let's let's calm this down a little bit maybe maybe the vengeance is getting on you a little too much you know that sort of thing um but justin i i did i did some soul searching on this one and i i ranked the i ranked the phase 4 movies and i wanted to run it by you um and you know, I've, I've changed the order since I put it on Twitter. So okay. the, this order is the movies I enjoyed the most, not necessarily the best movies, but the mm-hmm. movies I enjoyed the most. And number one is Shang-Chi. Number two is Wakanda forever. I've, I've moved it up. Three is Spider-Man. Four is Black Widow. Five, Love and Thunder. Six, Multiverse of Madness. And coming in dead fucking like it, dude, it's hanging out with Namor at the bottom of the ocean is the Eternals. How, how do you feel about that? I So for the most part, I agree with the list, except I would literally take your exact list, except put Multiverse of Madness as my number one. But at the order of everything else, I would keep mm-hmm. the exact same. But I just I love Multiverse of Madness. I know like... I think everyone kind of had the highest of mm-hmm. expectations for it and then felt like a little let down that it didn't go even further than like where it went. Mm-hmm. But all in all, like I thought it was like really fun. I thought like, even though yes, it wasn't necessarily Dr. Strange's movie. He did yeah. Dr. Strange level shit in it though. Like it sure. went really weird and I feel like it pushed like it was like its own like it was a Sam Raimi movie like I feel like it pushed like you know the boundaries of being like very creepy and weird and oh oh, it was a Sam Raimi movie they reminded you of that every five minutes in that movie but yes Yes. but yes I thoroughly enjoyed it so I for me that was the one I think I've enjoyed the most but I would keep that I agree with your order though like I think that is a solid order and like i honestly don't ever think i will probably watch eternals again no um but you know everything like i said like like shane chi was great um black widow i feel like kind of gets slept on but it's like at the end of the day i think everyone when that movie came out was like oh dude this is so rough and then like the rest of phase four came out and everyone's kind (laughs) of looking back going man dude like remember black widow that was actually a pretty solid (laughs) movie (laughs) i totally had that same realization where my wife and i were talking after we got out of wakanda forever like man remember when we left the theater for black widow and we were like "Mm, i I mean it was fine but like eh." and then now you come away from the rest of phase four and be like black widow's all right yeah black widow (laughs) black widow's pretty good i don't know Hmm. um yeah i think i think it's the thing with Wakanda forever is it was a very necessary movie because Chadwick Boseman was a very real like hole for a lot of people. I mean, I remember 
hearing the news that he had died and being like, holy shit. Like, yeah, like it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, and I'm not a guy that feels things when things happen to celebrities. Like, I don't, I don't really care all that much outside of my immediate circle what things happen, but that one stopped me in my tracks because man, damn, you know, but, uh, it, like I said, I think they did the impossible of, of finding a balance of like taking people's real world grief over Chadwick Boseman and like the, the made up grief of the Marvel universe and kind of combining the two, like having that open, happen and then the closing also where sherry finds some peace and reflects on her brother and you know discovers this is a big spoiler shannon so i don't know if you really want to care about this but keep going keep keep it going okay so you discover that uh t'challa and nakia had a child in haiti and at the end of the movie you discover that the child's name's actually t'challa as well and he, you know, he knew his father, The you know, his dad explained what was happening to him and the kid was already at peace with his father's passing and, and all that. And, and it was, and it was extremely moving. Like it was really powerful. And, and so to bookend this movie with those things, I feel was very, very meaningful. Like it was very purposeful and, and all that. That being said, uh, <laughs> I feel really weird that in some ways it feels like they rebooted T'Challa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, as soon as we left the theater, that's what I said. I was like, man, dude, I was like, isn't it so weird the Avengers you grew up with are now all having kids? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, that is also the smartest thing Disney probably could have done because now in the next 10 years, they can just reboot Black Panther again with yeah. a new kid as like T'Challa. Oh. Oh, they can do it faster than that because Kang is here. That is and, true. And, you know, in, in the comics, it has not been, uh, it is, it has happened that Kang has abducted a child and then two years later returned with a man because Kang moves through time. And that kid is now a villain who's trying to take out the heroes, AKA Franklin Richards. You know, like this, this has happened before. And I'll be curious to see if, by the time the Kang Avengers movie happens, if we don't have like T'Challa back, essentially. Like Kang Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. But all in all, great movie. Uh, most disappointing out of phase four. What do you guys think? I mean, Eternals. <laughs> like, is there any other see, option? I didn't, I didn't expect anything from Eternals. Like, I think the most disappointing for me was Love and Thunder because Ragnarok was so good. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. And it's like the same team and you're adding Christian Bale and it's like, man, for that to just swing and miss the way it did. Mm. So who is the better actor villain, uh, Christian Bale or this guy who plays Namor? Uh, Namor's a better villain. Christian well, Bale's and- a better actor. That's what I'm going to say is like, I feel like if we got to see like the original version of Love and Thunder with more Mm -hmm. Christian Bale in it, I 100% think it would be Christian Bale. But just in terms of screen time, we barely we get like maybe six minutes total. 
of like well, Christian Bale and Love and Thunder. So and, and and those six minutes are the reason I have it higher than the Multiverse of Madness, to be honest. Yeah. Because he's so good in it. But but dude, N- Namor might be the best villain they've had in the MCU so far. Like as just magnetic and dangerous and don't fuck with this guy. Like it it's yeah. all of it. It's yeah, so dude, good. When he first shows up out of the water and is like, you ever come near the ocean, like he's like, I will fucking ruin you. And then mm-hmm. just like calmly goes back into the water. And like, dude, who the fuck was this guy? It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, you figure out real quick. He doesn't make empty threats. Like this is a man that just talks. No. Yeah. He'll it's fucking like, ruin your day. Yeah, as fast, a child, you know? he like ruined like conquered lands as yeah. a child yeah a whole group of conquistadors is there with rifles and he's just like what the fuck are you got no you're all dead yeah like, <laughs> and, he, and he's literally like eight years old you know? yeah. And, yeah and so yeah no but you don't fuck with that dude he's he's a bad man um so the last thing i wanted to talk about uh, mcu related is i watched the guardians of the galaxy holiday special nice that thing was great. It was so good. Like, first off, I can't believe they got the whole cast back just for this. It's like a half hour long, 45 minute long holiday special about Mantis and Drax deciding they needed to get a Christmas present for Peter because uh, Yondu ruined Christmas for Peter as a kid. And so they go to get Kevin Bacon as a present for Peter Quill. And, uh, hijinks ensue and it's it's hilarious it's really good like drax is still one of the best characters ever mantis is a great foil for him as they're gallivanting across los angeles looking for kevin bacon and uh and and it ends very it it reminds me of a futurama episode where it's funny it's funny it's funny and then it ends really sweetly you know and and kevin bacon is great in it like (laughs) he's hilarious so Highly recommend it. I won't go into details because it's it's funny as hell and it's on Disney Plus, so you can watch it anytime. But really entertaining, and like I said, I can't believe they got everyone back to do it. Like that had to be an expensive production. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Nebula is the best gift giver out of all of them, and I won't spoil that for you. But <laughs> it's fantastic. Awesome. But that's all I've been watching. So, uh, well, I had the joy of watching uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds in a movie called Spirited. Yes, I was hoping you this was one of the things you were going to talk about because I really <laughs> want to watch this. Yeah, uh, if you like musicals, you are in for a treat because they sing a good 75% of that movie. Um, and it gets a little annoying at the end because I feel the movie is a little long. It's basically a Christmas Carol, but if um, you know the person that they were haunting didn't give a shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like nothing changes. Like you're not going to get through this guy. He's unredeemable. Um, and it's basically, you know, this movie about trying to inspire change when things seem unchangeable. Um, so. The there is one song that you hear multiple times um, in different stanzas and verses, uh, so it kind kind of seems a little boring at times. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they don't take themselves too seriously with the musical notes. Uh, like, you know, there's always somebody who's like, oh, God, not another one of these. Like, stop. Like, I'll give you anything if you stop. Well, you you could do whatever you want to do. Just stop singing. Um, <laughs> and they have a couple of those moments. And it, it adds a lot of levity to the situation. Um, but it's good. I mean, it's a good time killer. Uh, like, you walk away from it not hating it. But at the same time, it's not anything that's going to be... Um, like super amazing, right? It's not like a top tier thing, um, but it's it's a good wholesome movie, um, and I found it, it to be pretty cool. The ending I saw coming a mile away, mm-hmm. um, so you know, uh, yeah, like seventy percent, seventy five percent. I'd say you know if you if you want something in the holiday season you want to watch with you and your wife, go ahead. Okay, uh, decent decent holiday movie though. Yeah, I mean, they do all the choreography themselves. Will Ferrell and uh, Ryan Reynolds learned how to tap dance for the movie, uh, learned how to do their own, like, you know, a lot of their dance moves and stuff. So mm. it's fun. Uh, then I also, this weekend, uh, acquired tickets for an advanced screening of Puss in Boots. The last <laughs> Did wish. you? Um, so we went to see that. Um, and I can tell you that that movie is um, intense. Uh, so they took the animation, um, department at DreamWorks and did like the typical, um, computer animated stuff that they do between the battle scenes. But when there is a fight sequence, they switch to the, um, kind of like into the Spider-Verse style animation. Mm. So like things like start to become like hyper colored and there's like the visuals, like they seem like more hand animated mixed in with like these computer graphics so it adds kind of like this interesting um dynamic between the two situations uh it can be a little bit jarring in the beginning um but once you kind of settle into how things uh bounce back and forth between the two different animation styles it becomes pretty comfortable um i think the story itself is cool um you know it's kind of about you know, living your life to the fullest and enjoying what you have and taking time to enjoy the little, the little things in your life, not just like the big overall scheme of your legacy. Um, So, you know, it was good. Uh, The characters are fun. Um, I can tell you right now from my five-year-old, there is a wolf in this movie and that wolf is intense. Like, we'll probably give a nightmare or two if this is something you see right before bedtime. Um, you know, and he is, I mean, for a, a DreamWorks movie, like he is pretty uh, terrifying, like as far as like characters go. Um, Cause he's just, he does that thing. Um, uh, what was it? The, the shield Omar, um, that character was it? Yeah. Uh, where like Omar, he whistles. Omar coming. Yeah. yeah. So the the wolf does the same thing. He whistles like when he's kind of come into the scene. So you always know where the wolf is because like, you know, there's this whistle and everything stops mm. and like he's there and he's got these piercing red eyes. He's got this menacing look. He never does anything unintentional, right? Everything is always planned and he's always just like subtly there until he wants to be seen. And then he's got like these two huge sights that come out and like he's just like, tearing stuff up so um he's in there uh he's a little intense so that's like my warning for anybody who's got a five-year-old uh anybody older than that is probably going to be you know pretty you know pretty all right um goldilocks and the three bears are hilarious um and uh yeah uh i won't the the villain is all right like he's 
Mm-hmm. Eh, but like everything else is is solid. It's a good movie. I would say it's a good family movie. So uh, real quick about Omar and uh, The Wire. The so Wire, he, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah. So he whistles uh, a hunting we will go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, when he's walking down the street with a sawed off shotgun and like everyone's going, Omar coming and ducking in indoors and, and all that stuff. So when that actor died, I want to say it was last year, about a year ago, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the Baltimore Ravens, because The Wire takes place in Baltimore, uh, for the start of their game, turned off all the lights in the stadium, waited like five or ten seconds, and then played the audio of Omar whistling, A Hunting We Will Go. <laughs> and then the team came out on the field. And I'm sitting there on TV like, that is the most borderline, just pure evil shit I have ever seen like a multi-billion dollar company do. And, you know, like that is like you are playing like some guy that murders people like his theme song, basically as a tribute, I guess. But it was, I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. I was just like, wow, that's, that's a move. That's something. So, mm-hmm. yeah, just a quick anecdote, but yeah. Uh, so interesting with Puss in Boots, though, because my first thought was like, when was the last Shrek movie? 15 years ago? The last time you saw Puss in Boots on the screen was 10 years ago. Yeah. With his like, own movie. And I was like, that's really a long gap to bring a character like this back. But You know, it was, but in, it's so... In the beginning, it's so funny because like when they go, th- I mean, they basically show you in like the trailer, like him going through like his nine lives mm-hmm. and like the first eight and like how he dies. It's <laughs> I mean, that whole thing just made me chuckle. And there were a couple of times in the movie where like the adult humor is like very present. And gotcha. like they say like a couple lines that you're just like, <laughs> I can't believe they got away with this. In the, But it is Shrek, right? It's like a Shrek universe kind of thing. So you're just like, OK, I get it. Like they're going to get away with it because of the the characters that they're using and they're they're kind of dancing around the subject. But yeah, it was it's good. You'll so enjoy it. Any any Shrek cameos? Um, there is make an appearance. No. No, okay. there's a nod at the end, um, and then in the and they change the DreamWorks logo in the beginning. So now, uh, the the little DreamWorks kid, when they do the animation, mm-hmm. he gets on the moon and he jumps down, and it kind of flies through um, like all of their properties. So there's like you know the oh, trolls okay. and the and then you know Donkey and Shrek and uh, Fiona are on like a hill, and he passes by and gives him a high five. So that's the only time you really see him. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what about uh what about you, Justin? No, I unfortunately I didn't get to really watch too much this week. Um, I did have a TV in the cabin, so I did watch a lot of SpongeBob. Since apparently <laughs> that is like all that is on Nickelodeon anymore, it's pretty much just SpongeBob for twenty four hours. Except there's like one hour block where they play the Loud Family, and <laughs> then it goes back to SpongeBob. So mm. I saw some new episodes that I hadn't seen before. I saw a lot of the old classic episodes. But I really didn't get to watch too much this week. I have a lot to catch up on uh, (laughs) starting tomorrow. (laughs) All right, then. So do we have a show then, gentlemen? We do. All right. Look at us. Justin, I know you've been itching for it. Look look at his his neck and everything. 
Justin, you wanna you wanna land this bad boy? Dude, I'm gonna land it, you know, and hopefully my little the little thing that goes over the mic to so it doesn't pop or whatever. I think that mm-hmm. left my bag in the car, so <laughs> hopefully don't blow the mic out here. But uh, you know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. Hope you enjoyed episode 218 and 219 together back to back. And, uh, (laughs) you know, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to Discord? You know, Zach posted up his ranking for the Phase 4 movies. You know, if you've seen Wakanda Forever, why don't you post your ranking? Let us know where you think that stands amongst the rest of Phase 4. And, you know, while you're at it, why don't you head on over to Spotify? Give your boys a review. Let us know how we're doing. You know, let's know what what did you have for Thanksgiving? That was super good. And uh Zach, if uh Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, Hey guys, go be great. And George is the top dog. <laughs> go dogs. <laughs>